0: welcome to practical access i'm lisa deeker and i'm rebecca Hines. and lisa tell us about today's guest wow well, we have not only a friend but a legacy <laughs> friend uh, jen mcdonald Who as i don't know when did you start teaching joan i'm gonna ask well that, um,
1: you know as i started thinking about what we talked about yesterday as far as the hundredth year anniversary uh, it scared the heck out of me. I found out <laughs> I've been in the field for half of that time. So been, I started teaching in 1970. Uh, got my master's in 69, 70, and um, I've been in the field ever since. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: we're really privileged to have you. And you, we know not only are you a legacy in the field, but you're a legacy in CAC. You've done Thank multiple you. service, and we appreciate all of that. So uh, we would love to start by asking, like, what is your proudest moment from your impact um, in your
1: Career because I can think okay. of thousands, but I'll let you <laughs> share the one you're most proud of. Oh my gosh, um, it, that, that's really hard because I've I've been very fortunate um, in my career. I've worked in state hospitals and public schools and in three states, but I think what I think I'm most pr- uh, proud of is during my time in Talison Elementary School District in Arizona. Uh, we work with the Department of Education and uh, Tolleson Union High School District. Don't, don't ask me about how Arizona divides up its school systems. <laughs> it, yeah. we're, it was an elementary district. Uh, but at any rate, we worked with pilot parents of Arizona, um, Arizona State University, and uh, the Department of Education. And we brought Marcy McGahey kovac out from Virginia to train our teachers and our students and it was beginning of the self-advocacy movement for students back in the 90s really big push for that and we taught our students how to lead their own iep meetings and we initially started with our middle school students our seventh and eighth graders and the high school started with their ninth graders and uh, it was absolutely amazing i i learned after you know at that point in time probably 35 40 years in the field Uh, I learned how ignorant I was (laughs) when we started asking our students at that grade level, uh, why do you go to this class? Why do you go to this teacher? And the answers that we got were very, very eye-opening. Some of them uh, because I'm scheduled to go. Some of them because I don't know. (laughs) And the um, response we got most often, which scared me the most, was the fact that they said that they were stupid. Mm -hmm. And so, beginning to teach them about their disabilities, and of course, we you know we followed all the rules as far as confidentiality. You know, we dealt with general topics with the whole class. We dealt with specific IEPs uh, on an individual, and specific disability categories with individual students. Uh, but I was so so proud of the group. Um, and as a matter of fact, I followed up with uh, the student that we did our very first student-led IEP on, and. Um, He left our district, went on to Tallison Union High School District, and then went on to community college and is now married with a family. Mm -hmm. So I've stayed in touch with his family. So that made me very proud. And um, if I can just quickly give another example, which I thought was amazing. Uh, We were were working with a fourth grader. And um, he happened to be bilingual. And his mother spoke English, but his father did not. And so when his father came to the IP meeting, um, we were not prepared you know we thought okay we'll just start the meeting in English uh, but then what happened is we had to invite our assistant principal down to help translate you know, the meeting for us so while we were waiting the general ed teacher started you know who had her, this young um, this young guy in her homeroom by the way was also the gifted teacher for the district a teacher of gifted and um, she started saying, you know, you're not turning your homework in. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. Um, I don't know, you know what to do. And then the assistant principal came in. Um, the student started his own meeting, introduced <laughs> everybody there, and shared what his strengths and needs were. And at this meeting, it was eye-opening, this general ed teacher did a 180 turnaround. All of a sudden, she's saying to this young man, you know what? if you come in for a little bit before recess or after recess, I can help you get ready for this. Or if you do this, then I can help you with this. And I've never seen such a 180-degree turnaround in my professional career before. And the the self-esteem of the students just blossomed. I could I could probably talk about a half hour about other cases and a little preschooler we did it with, but that's that's another story. Fabulous. Okay. That's a great well, that's a great impact. You know So we're sold. Yes, yes we're yes, sold. This. It's good so for we you believe
0: now in student led IEPs. So let's say I'm a teacher and I'm like, you know what, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. It's far from what we're doing, but I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some practical ideas on how somebody might get started? Whether you're a parent, teacher, how do you get started with that process
1: oh absolutely and and it's initially i'll tell you it's like anything else initially it takes more work but once you get it it makes your life so much easier um we started by um working with our administration so that they knew you know the the building principles um so that they knew what we were doing and that was very helpful we also notified the parents and we talked to the parents a little bit and we said we want to try something because if a parent said, no, I don't want them doing it, we didn't, OK? Mm-hmm. But we did talk to the parents and say, you know, we want to try something. Um, and a, an, an example would be um, a parent did come into an IP meeting, and her son, um, and I don't. I can share this because he's in the training video we did, and we have a release of information, so I'm not violating any confidentiality. But he was a young man with an emotional disability and was constantly being thrown out of school he was constantly being suspended you know he was impulsive his bad language um and his mother was threatening to sue us under you know 504 and mm-hmm. anything else she could think of at the time uh, even though he was in special education um, but she came into that meeting that young man led his meeting and talked about what is hard for him and um his mother uh, kind of just turned around and said, "You know, I am so proud of him it being able to express himself like this." And so I saw a parent do a 180 degree turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so you get you need to get your parent support, you need to get your administration support, um, and you've got to get the student support, and you've got to allow them to be involved at the level at which they are comfortable. Because not all students can lead their own IEPs. You know, you hope that will happen by high school. But when they're younger, their participation level is going to vary. You know, some will only just do the introductions. Some will want to talk about their strengths and needs. Um, you know, uh, we try to get them to develop their goals. Before the IEP meeting, actually, we meet, the teachers meet with them and say, well, what do you think you need to work on? Even though the teachers know. Right. We get that input from um, we get that input from the um, from the student too, and you know, in almost every single case, it's in this, it's in alignment with what we wanted to work with them on. So you know, it works great. So, and what they loved learning about the most is we taught students about the laws and the protections that they have under the laws. The older students, I would start that you know maybe in the late intermediate middle school grades. They loved learning about, you know, IDEA and Section 504 and ADA. They loved that. Mm -hmm.
0: So I I have kind of my last question for you. would be, you know, just this whole theme of self-advocacy. So it's a two-part question. Um, You've done so much advocacy in... The CEC organization, as a as a teacher, a leader, uh, you know, a voice. What is what is a starting point in your mind for both a child with a disability to get their voice? You've given us some examples, but also for that new professional in the field to get their voice.
1: Well, you know, so much of it goes into um, you know, kind of in onboarding, inboarding, whatever the terminology is for new teachers in the field. Um, I think a lot of it starts at the universities. I think universities need to be teaching students, uh, um, you know, you know college-level students, about um, the importance of self-advocacy and the importance of getting the student involved to the level at which they're capable of being involved. I think it starts there, and I think once they start, you know, the, the mentoring program and the, the in-service, as they transition into service, from pre-service into, uh, into service positions, I think needs to continue and i think that's a big challenge because i don't think we have enough administrators and or teachers that are really knowledgeable enough to even start you know looking at, at at this as an as an option you know for students and i'm sad to see that happen yeah i'm sad to see that happen so anyway i you know i as an administrator in the district I worked in, it was it was automatic. All of our teachers were trained in it, and they trained the students. So. I love. It. And the general ed teachers that oh the the, um, the the secondary benefits from working with the general ed teachers was uh, absolutely positive. We then increased the number of general ed teachers that were attending our IEP meetings, even though they were required to. You know, you put a notice in their mailbox, and it's like, oh, I have a dentist appointment that day. You know (laughs) know what I mean. Right. Oh, oh, I forgot about it. Uh, But we had our students give them a handwritten invitation to come to their meeting. And how do you look at a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old or whatever or even a a younger kid and say, oh, no, I can't come to your meeting? So it was harder for the general teachers to... uh, to basically not accept right. <laughs> their required attendance. Yeah, and I say right. that with a bit of humor, because we all know what happens with that.
0: <laughs> it, happens to the, it happens to all teachers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you time. so much, Joan. That was really insightful. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you visiting with us. And if you have questions, you can post them on our Facebook page or send us a tweet at Access Practical. Thanks again for your service to Phil, Joan, and thanks for being with us.
1: I appreciate the invitation, and, and good luck. This is going to be exciting. So. Thank you. Okay. Yeah.